Welcome to Conversations with Big Rich. This is an interview-style podcast. Those interviews are all involved in the off-road industry. Being involved, like all of my guests are, is a lifestyle, not just a job. I talk to competitive teams, racers, rock crawlers, business owners, employees, media, and private park owners, men and women who have found their way into this exciting and addictive lifestyle. We discuss their personal history, struggles, successes, and reboots. We dive into what drives them to stay active and off-road. We all hope to shed some light on how to find a path into this world we live and love and call off-road. Whether you're crawling the Red Rocks of Moab or hauling your toys to the trail, Maxxis has the tires you can trust for performance and durability. Four wheels or two. Maxxis tires are the choice of champions because they know that whether for work or play, for fun or competition, Maxxis tires deliver. Choose Maxxis. Dread victoriously. Have you seen Four Low Magazine yet? Four Low Magazine is a high-quality, well-written, four-wheel drive-focused magazine for the enthusiast market. If you still love the idea of a printed magazine, something to save and read at any time, Four Low is the magazine for you. Four Low cannot be found in stores, but you can have it delivered to your home or place of business. Visit fourlowmagazine.com to order your subscription today. All right, on today's episode of Conversations with Big Rich, we have Wyatt Brown and his wife, Christina. We are going to be talking about their life. Start with Wyatt and uh, work into Christina and the family. They're the parents of Landon and Gunner. We're going to talk about their family and their journey in off-road and how how they've got to where they're at now with... uh, Landon driving Thunder Nation and with Gunner getting the older buggy, Landon's first buggy, Sub-Zero. So thank you guys for coming on board and, and spending some time with us and uh, and talking about your history and uh, that of the kids. Thank you, Rich. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. And, um, you know, Wyatt, where were you born and raised? All right. I was born in Claremore, Oklahoma. In 1987, at the Claremore IHS Indian Hospital in Claremore, I was moved all over, um, primarily around the uh, northeast side of Oklahoma. Um, spent a lot of a lot of time. I'm, I spent. Uh, I was homeschooled through third grade, um, or up into third grade. My mom homeschooled me. Um, I went to Ulaga uh, Elementary School for about six months, and we transferred to Bartlesville where I spent third, the remaining third, fourth, and fifth grade there. Then I transferred to Dewey Elementary School, went sixth, half through sixth. We transferred to Sperry, went sixth, seventh, um, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And my uh, mom and dad, you know, we moved around a lot because of jobs changing and whatnot. We lived on a uh, about a 10-acre farm there in Sperry. Um, mom and dad got divorced, uh, during my eighth grade year. So to me, that was, that I took it pretty hard. So I, uh, I quit paying attention in school, didn't pay attention to really anything anymore other than just running off in the woods, shooting things with my shotgun, just, you know, being a, <laughs> being a country boy, so to speak, right. out there on the land. 
I went to, uh, I failed my eighth grade year, so I had to redo that. But at that time, we transferred. I was still living with my mom. I transferred over to Claremore, so I redid eighth grade there. I did eighth, eighth and ninth grade at Claremore. And then about that time, I got, uh, when I was living at the Sperry house, um, when, uh, when Mom and Dad were still together, I remember running up and down the creek banks of Bird Creek, and I found in a, uh, in a little shed a 1978 IT-175 Yamaha dirt bike. And I uh, ran home, and it was just all, um, you know, it's all in a little shed there at this lady's house and I probably had no, I had no business being, you know, in her shed, but I seen the tire when I was running up down the river, running up down the Creek. And of course that spiked my interest, you know, here I am 12, 13 years old and wanted to know what that was. So dad told me to go knock on the door. Next thing I know I'm pushing it home for 150 bucks. Um, <laughs> so dad got it running. I remember my 13th birthday that was my present to my, or, you know, my present. Dad got the old dirt bike running. Um, I remember a whole bunch of people being at the house, but I didn't care. I didn't pay no attention because all I did was burn fuel. I rode and rode and rode all day long. Um, that's what I just picked up loving, love doing. Well, um, from there, um, mom and dad got divorced just shortly after that. And so my dirt bike kept breaking. Of course, Dad wasn't there anymore at the house. He was living in West Tulsa now. Um, so we moved to we moved with my mom, moved to Claremore. I did eighth grade again there, and I did ninth grade. Well, then Dad's like, hey, um, at that time, I'm still riding dirt bikes. Dad got me a 1991 KX125. Because uh, I was already past the skill level of the the old the old 70, 175, so now I'm riding this KX125. Well, there's a track that opened up just, which is really really crazy story. But the track that I grew up riding on is only half a mile from where I work now. Um, oh, okay. It's just weird how things happen. But um, my my shop I work for, Lighthouse Electric is uh, not even half a mile to a mile away from the track that I grew up riding dirt bikes on. Um, so I wore out that 125. So Dad's like, hey, you know, remember I'm still living with my mom. Dad's like, hey, I'm going to, let's get you a, let's get you a new one. He's seen how much I was trying. Of course, it was early 2000s, and everybody else is on brand new bikes, the best of everything, and here I am just struggling to, I'm getting the whole shot, and then I'm coming off the track completely drenched in sweat because I'm I'm trying so hard. It's just I can't I can't run with them. I can't run with them. Um, so right about that time, Dad had back surgery, and they messed up on the uh, messed up on his surgery. So he got a a big big settlement from them, um, and he went and we went to Oklahoma City and bought a brand new about a year old. Uh, Yamaha YZ250F. It was uh, they just came out with the 254 strokes. I think that was the second year or something I got. And me and him um, went out to Appalachia Bay here in Oklahoma. I skipped school on a Friday. Went out there and we rode all day long just to get used to the bike. We went back Saturday night for the races. And at that point, 
when we left the start line, that's the last time I seen anybody. I took off and ran away from them. Um, the same group of kids I raced, you know, previous that week to, um, I couldn't even catch them, but now that I'm on this new bike, I took off and left the same group of kids. Nice. So that was when I decided I, I really, really, really want to start racing. So I'm still living with mom while I finished my, finished my ninth grade year. I moved, transferred to West Tulsa, moved in with dad, um, now I'm going my sophomore or sophomore year. We're riding dirt bikes every weekend. I'm playing football. I'm, I was always in athletics. I uh, always played football, played baseball. I uh, only wrestled one match, but I would mainly do wrestling with them just to stay in stay in shape, stay in cardio during the winter. Right. Um. And so I've always always big into working out, so to speak, running. I hated running, but I needed to run so I can stay in shape to stay on the track. So I raced motocross all through high school. We met a big group of guys that um, were just kind of like your, you know, your hangout group, so to speak, that loved riding dirt bikes. We'd always had a group of maybe 10, 15 guys, maybe 20 sometimes. We'd all go places, whether it was Keystone Dam, Appalachia Bay, didn't matter. We'd always ride together. Well, one of those guys, his dad owned an electric company. Um, right here in Tulsa, and asked me what I was doing after high school, and I said, you know, really, honestly, I haven't even thought about it. Um, I mean, literally every weekend we were somewhere, Texas, Arkansas, where Oklahoma, all over Oklahoma racing. Um, so he's like, well, why don't you come be an electrician? I'll, you can still ride, still ride dirt bikes. And, you know, if you get hurt, you get hurt, whatever. You know, just at least it's a trade. I said, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And so I, uh, so that's what I did. I got in the electrical trade. When I turned uh, 16, my dad gave me a uh, 1991 uh, Toyota pickup, and that was my that was my daily driver. Um, drove that thing for all over high school, even a few years afterwards. Well, when I really started liking rock crawling, there would be times again in them early 2000s that we would me dad and my brother and my sister we'd go spend a few uh right around my birthday june 22nd to july whatever that week is we'd spend a week up there at cherokee state park right there at grand lake they got baths shower or not baths but shower house and everything there so you sleep in a tent you need a shower you go to the shower but we'd stay there for a full week well i remember there was a rock crawling event down below the dam and we sat there and watched it and watched it all day long. Had a, had a blast watching guys go through the cones, trying to figure out what it was. And I remember this now that I'm thinking about it, there was one truck that really stuck out to me. No, actually there's two, a red, it was like a red blazer looking thing. And the guy was, the guy was pissed. He ran out of time or something or the other. And he came just to prove a point, he did the course or timed out or something, and then he come back around, got back in line, and just laid it on the floor and bounced through the whole thing. <laughs> I remember that stuck out. That stuck out a lot. And there was another. There was another one. John Sumner had a, a Toyota pickup that looked like a bat, 
And so, of course, we I had that, you know, we had that Toyota pickup of Dad's, and so I was like, man, we ought to make that into one. You know, it looked the same. It looked real cool, you know. And so that's when I liked, really liked off-roading. But we're also racing every weekend, and so that was primarily my goal, you know, at that time. Well, I turned pro. I turned pro, so we were traveling all over, all over, like I said, and to run on that level, you have to, you have to be in shape. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So there was three times I broke my leg back to back to back. I'd heal up, go out, break it again, practicing or racing or whatever. But it was almost, I mean, back to back to back. Luckily, at at that time I was already out of high school. So now, um, luckily the company I was working for said, Hey, you know, I told you from the get go, you want to race. And I mean, you got to, you know, you got to pay for your stuff somehow. <laughs> so, <laughs> the last last injury I had was my collarbone. Um, at that point, I realized I didn't. You know, I'm tired of getting hurt, and I can't make a living. Obviously, um, being hurt, no one's going to pay for my stuff. There ain't no way I can have fun and enjoy myself. And and so, uh, so that's when I hung up the dirt box. Um, and around about that same time, uh, well, before I got hung up the dirt box, I had an, I saved up enough money to get me an F-250. And a buddy of mine left his welder at the shop or at Dad's place. And so I started cutting up that 91. I solid axle swapped it, twin transfer cased it. And that was my little rock crawler. So we'd go down below Grand all the time and uh, go wheeling and just, you know, have a blast, have a lot of fun. Let's give Christina a chance. Christina, can you enlighten us on on your upbringing? I I learned a lot this last weekend hanging out with you guys. So, so um, I was taken away when I was four. Um, I have five siblings. I had two other siblings, but they died of starvation and thrive. Um, so I got taken away when I was four. My amazing parents adopted me when I was eight. They adopted all five of us. So my mom adopted my first brother, my oldest brother, Jane, with her ex-husband. And then dad, my dad, Bubba, adopted six. So Um, we always went camping. Um, I started working when I was 15. And from there, I don't know, you know, it's my life. I don't know. I can't remember all of it. Sorry, Rich. That's all right. It's okay. I played sports one time. I think I played basketball in my seventh, eighth grade year. I think my whole life is just trying to figure out who I was. So I met Wyatt, and from there, it's just been amazing. Excellent. Excellent. And I have to give um, Bubba and your mom a lot of credit for doing, um, for taking taking you guys all in. That's uh That's quite amazing. And it takes special people to do that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then Wyatt, after the, uh, after the Toyota, you've got that. And then, uh, you have the F-250. So you were able to, to, to build up the, uh, the Toyota. What did you, uh, and you hung up the bikes, racing bikes. Where did you go from there? All right. So one thing I want to touch on real quick, when I was in, uh, when I was living in Bartlesville, I was in third grade. 
Um, in fact, that now it kind of reminds me that's where Landon's at now. Landon's fixing to go to fourth grade, so I was kind of the same age as him right now. But Dad had an old CJ5 um, with an AMC 360 with 33-inch tires that we would go and hunt out of. We would, uh, Me and Dad would go hunt out of. We would go run river bottoms. We'd get with a group of his buddies, go mud bogging all the time. And with the big motor and that little little tub, it's, I don't think there was one time that we ever got stuck. When he would light the tires up, that thing would almost come up out of the water and float. Um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And I remember helping put the motor in. I remember wrenching with him. And then everything else just kind of turns into a kind of a haze. Like me and him always went fishing together. I mean, we did everything. And then um, then everything seemed to get hectic. Um, and everything else kind of just turned into a haze. I don't remember a whole lot other than just starting starting dirt bikes. Um, when I was when pushing that, like my memory kind of just fades away. And then it comes back when I was pushing, when he gave me that check to take that lady for 150 bucks for that dirt bike. And then then everything comes back into play. So, so now um, I just hung up my bikes. I cut my toilet up. Um, I'm starting to starting to get into that. I just hung up my bikes. Um, I've got my Toyota pickup. Got it maxed out to what I think it needs. Um, then I need to... Uh, I'm wanting something else. So I sold all the bikes except for one. And I found a... Uh, an 01 R1, 01 Yamaha R1 rocket And I remember loading it up in the back of my truck, drove it all the way up there, um, and not too far, just about an hour away from the house, and unloaded my dirt bike out of the back of the truck, and I'm looking at this R1, and I've always, always wanted one. Um, I've always wanted a rocket. Dad had them when I was a little kid. In fact, there's stories. I mean, I remember sitting on the tank of Dad's bike, watching that speedometer cross 165. Wow! I mean, it's it's not the not the smartest of things to do, but <laughs> I'm still here. He's still here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that's what happened. I remember holding on to him behind him, going so fast, my right leg blew off, and I remember him reaching back, grabbing my leg, putting it back on the pegs. And he sold them two weeks after that. He's, he had two of them. He had uh, two ZX-10 Ninjas. Okay. And so when I brought that R1 home, he literally looked me in the eyes and said, you are going to take what you do on the dirt to the street, and I'll never see you again. He cried right there, and he said, you park it in the shop, and you do not come get it until you have insurance Full jacket and a helmet. Well, of course, me being me, I, the very next day I had all that. Um, <laughs> so I pushed it out of the shop, pushed it out of the shop, and, and I think there was about a week or two that we didn't talk. Um, me and Dad didn't talk. Um, he was he was that scared. So, um, can I so ask question. What? So did you even ask your Dad? Hey, Dad, I'm going to get this bike. What do you think? Did you even talk to your dad um, before? Or did you, you know, I don't... I think I just... I mentioned it, and then I just... I wanted an R1 so bad. Um, I just... He was all against it, obviously, but I just did it. 
I just did it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm over, you know, I'm over 18. And of course, you know, I'm going to make, he's got, you know, he's got to allow me to make dumb decisions. But thankfully I had it. Um, he was dead set on the money. Um, I was splitting cars. Um, I remember coming home from Broken Arrow after a trade school I had, uh, since I'm an electrician, um, the first company I worked for put me through this, uh, it's called Associated Builders Contractor School. It was one night a week for four years. Um, I remember coming home down I-44 and there was, uh, some chicks in a Mustang, um, beside me and we're cruising along. Well, they punched it and so I rolled the throttle on and here we are coming across the Arkansas River and, uh, we're doing over a hundred and so I back off and I'm downshift downshift once and I just pinned it well about that time um they're they're rolling pretty quick I bet they're about about 110 or so and I'm coming up on them really fast I backed off and I'm here I come I'm gonna scream by them all of a sudden I see brake lights and I see a highway patrol officer sitting off to the right and they um the Mustang lit the brake lights up and I didn't I just shifted again and just took off um I went on to the house and parked it and sold it two weeks later, or traded it two weeks later. Um, I was doing 100 mile an hour wheelies down the highway. Like Dad was not wrong at all. He he was dead set right. I was going to be dead or in jail, one or the other. But you you came to that conclusion before you became an organ donor. Correct. Correct. When I. That changed everything. When I passed that highway patrol officer, I know I was doing over 100, at least 140, 150 miles an hour. I know I was. And especially I got off the highway, took the back roads all the way back to the apartment as quick as I could, threw it in the garage, and that's where it's at. So then um, back when Craigslist was really popping, I found this. Uh, in fact, now I'm, it's a 76 K5 Blazer. The guy took all the shell off. Um, had a, a full roll cage put on it, put a four-seater on it, still had the half-ton axles underneath it, um, 350, turbo 350, I think it was a 208 behind it. I picked it up, I traded traded the R1 for it, and at that time I still had my Toyota. Um, went and picked it up, got it home, and then realized that this is the direction I want to go. So I stupidly, I wish I still had it, but I stupidly sold that Toyota, um, just to fund, you know, fund my, my next project. And so from there it went one ton swaps to, uh, you know, one ton swaps to adding all kinds of other parts and, you know, everything that goes all in line with that right. shock, everything. Um, and at that time I'm living in Sepulpa, um, now I've, I don't work for that company I worked for that allowed me to uh, race dirt bikes with them. <laughs> I'm now working for another one that the company I'm working with now is in Owasso. Um, that's so strange. It's just only a half mile away from where I grew up riding dirt bikes. So I just thought that was kind of odd. But Is that track um, still there? That track is still there. In fact, I had some buddies last night ask me if uh, – I wanted to take the boys over there and go riding today since the weather's um, <laughs> yesterday. I think the index was 110 and right now it's 80, right. 88. And so they were all wanting to go ride today, but, uh, we got, um, now that baseball season's over, um, baseball season ended yesterday. Uh, we had 
games every night this week. We had something to do. We've it's been nonstop running and gunning for a couple months now, and so we're uh, we're doing housework today. <laughs> um, much needed housework. Um, Being an adult. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do adult stuff today. It's not fun. I hate I hate adulting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I had to put them off, which. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I've got another bike here. Boys got bikes. I, we wanted to go ride, but we got stuff to do. So, um, so now I'm working for this company in, in Owasso, Lighthouse Electric. Um, like I mentioned, um, been with them for 12 years. I was working at a uh, at a paper plant there in Bixby, um, running some power for something. I don't really remember, but me and the guys would always go eat there in Bixby. We'd always find a restaurant and just go sit down and eat real quick and get back to work. Well, that's where I met Christina. She was working at this Scott's hamburger joint there in Bixby. And, uh, her number, her friends flipped me her number. Cause you know, we went in there multiple times and she's seen me multiple times. I've seen her multiple times and we'd always just, you know, hi, how are you? And that's pretty much the gist of it. Well then, uh, her, like I said, her friends flipped me her number. So she and, made the first move. Uh, her friend did. Her friend. Well, made the, first. the friend got her number and made sure it was okay. Well, so I'm sure. The- Oh, no, no, no. The friend, actually. He was, she was my best friend. We worked together. Um, so Scott's was like a, is more like a family. All of us felt like family together. Right. So. And so her friend Tanya, her friend Tanya come up and said, hey, don't tell Christina I did this, but she really likes you and um, here's her number. I'm See. like, okay. Yep, that's okay. And so she had no idea. So when I text her, she didn't, you know, she knew who it was, but I don't think she. I was like, Tanya, Wyatt just texted me. How in the heck did he get my number? <laughs> that's where that, that's where that kicked off. We I would even like do my hair. Cause you guys know, I don't hardly do my hair. My hair's natural curly. So it's hardly down. And so I would actually fix my hair. Just, if he was coming in that what Monday or Wednesday, you actually came in and I'd do my makeup. I don't ever do my makeup. And so, Yeah. <laughs> And of course, the day she would do that, I wouldn't come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I'd always come in on the day she thought she looked the worst. But uh, but anyways, um, so we met. Uh, we I texted her immediately um, after I got the number. I actually waited till I got off work. Um, then I texted her, and then yeah, we uh, our first date. Um, in fact, was in. I was in my buggy. She, uh, on our phone conversation and stuff, she told me she likes boat fishing. Well, that's another thing I did growing up below Grand. When we go spend weeks at a time, you know, or week, week, you know, long there camping, we'd take our boat fishing rigs, me and my brother and my sister and dad, and we'd all go uh, boat fish the pools below, gr- below Grand. And so... And I did four-wheeling with my best friend, Mary. Mary's came to the last few wee rocks, but... I used to go mudding with them and their four wheelers and stuff out in the house, but I'd never been rock crawling, so it was the first for me. Okay. And so I'd talk around and I'd say, Hey, let's go rock crawling and she's like, Well, I like boat somehow or the other, I'm like, You have a boat fishing setup? She's like, No, so she borrowed a friend Mary's. And so of course I took mine and um we're down there, we're wheeling below grand and having fun and it's still I mean, we're it's hoodie weather and um, so I pull off in one of, it's in fall, so I pull off in one of these, uh, the pools, and there's, I've got 44-inch tires, and so the water's about two, three inches from coming over the top of it. Well, I pull down the pool, and I, I stop, and 
she gets her bow fishing set up. I got mine, and we're standing on each front tire or whatever. And we both seen a fish. She shoots, I shoot, and uh, only one of us hit it. I did. And uh, that'd be her. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I I put my bow down, and I uh, I had more fun watching her shoot fish than uh, obviously I couldn't hit them, but. <laughs> I always said because I beat him, but he says I just because I like to watch you, so okay. So <laughs> it's a win win. Yeah, it is a win win. So uh It was a great time. So that was our first date. Um now that, that's that's a good redneck know? first date. Yeah, very wheeling and I bow fishing. Stopping or anything. I just rather be out yeah. Be, out, be outdoors. Right. Um so, I think I shocked you by like some part happened. And you needed your tools, and you were under, and I was like, okay, what tools do you need? And I was helping you. I think you were so shocked. Oh, yeah. So during our first date, we uh, I had a, a three-length in front of my uh, my buggy at the time. Well, that old, you know, the old Chevys are, are C-channel, so to speak. The frame rails are, you know, C-channel. Right. And it ripped the, ripped the whole thing off, like just the pan hard bar ripped, uh, got ripped off when we went, went down a little climb. Well, I didn't notice it until I'm pulling into the campground up at uh, Hogan's, and Russ looks at me and is like, hey, your front axle's sticking way off to the side. And I've mid-welded plenty of times, but I've never stick-welded. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, here I am trying to, because that's the only machine he had, and I'm trying to stick-weld this thing back together. We've got ratchet straps strung everywhere. And finally, I was like, Russ, we come over here. I mean, it. I couldn't get it. I mean, I I couldn't get it. It was just frustrating and embarrassing to me, and I just, it was a bad, bad little combo. So I said, Russ, I'll buy you lunch if you just burn this in for me. So he he, he did. He uh, he welded it in for me, and he's like, all right, y'all kids go play. So we, we went and got him lunch, brought it back, and here you go. And um, then anyway, that was our first date. Um, so went from there, and then... Um, then we bought our first house six months in. Um, bought our first house. We were together six months, um, but it was just one of those. Everything just felt so natural. Just our relationship. It was just I don't know. It, heck, we never been never been apart really. Um, so bought our first house six months. Um, oh heck! Then we started like that. Yeah, then life got crazy. Um, we started, uh, I started breaking axle shafts with those one tons. So her and I found some uh, rock wells after a buddy talked me into going that route down in South Austin. So one day after work, we... It's, uh, it's got to be great when you have friends that are willing to talk you into spending more money and building something stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> So we, we drove all the way down to Austin, Texas. We left uh, somewhere around mid or uh, about 11 o'clock or so on a Friday night. This guy was closing up his off-road shop. I don't remember his name. I just remember it was in South Austin. And uh, went down there, picked up the set for 600 bucks plus a bunch, pile of other parts. Um, we met him at a shop at 6.30 that morning. Uh, Saturday morning, we drove all the way back home. So we didn't stopped to sleep or nothing we just drove and came back um then we started the axle swap and then uh around about that time 
it's got to be in, uh, Landon was born in May of 2013. Um, so right around in there, I still had, actually, hold on, back up a little bit. So I asked her to marry me at the, uh, 2012 John Sumner's Big Meat Run. Um, now at that time I still had the old school 350 in that, in that, uh, you know, truggy or whatever you want to call it, just a pile of tubes all it was. Um, so she, when we moved in together, I got our first house, she switched professions. She went to a, be a phlebotomist there at St. Francis, um, drew patients, blood and whatnot. It was at the big meet run. I had it all set up at 2012. We were at Little Blue State Park. Had all, a bunch of all our friends there. She had to work, I think, half of the day or something. Um, and she was bringing some more friends with her, but we had all had it all set up. I was going to ask her to marry me. Had her parents there, my dad there. Uh, my parents didn't know. Her, parent, her parents didn't know, but her dad knew because I, I did the right thing. I asked her dad, I'm like, hey, you know, can I have your permission? Of course, he was all, all in. She wasn't happy when she got there to uh, got there to Little Blue just because I was impatient and I decided to drive across the water hole that uh, turned out to be a heck of a lot deeper than I thought and I was waiting in line for everybody else but I got impatient and just like I'm gonna make my own line while well, I sunk the thing. <laughs> um, everybody but, else knew that the hole was deeper. Yeah, everybody else knew. So when I was at the hospital, I was like, "There's no point in me coming. There's no point in me bringing. If we can't drive it, there's no reason." And they're like, no, I'm, our friend Sherry's like, I'm the only girl here. you got to come. Like, they were just trying and trying, and now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the got the buggy out, got it drug over there to the, uh, got it drug over to there, um, back off in the bushes off, you know, where our campsite was. And I hopped in the truck, went to uh, O'Reilly's there in uh, uh, just uh, Benita, went to O'Reilly's in Benita, Spent about five six hundred dollars in just oil changes and transmission fluid changes, and I sat there and I changed it. Would run it for a little bit. Would blew all the you know blew all the water out of all the cylinders first. I mean, did everything you're supposed to do when you do something like idiotic as I did. <laughs> and uh, got it all got all the chocolate milk and strawberry milk out of it, and uh, it was a good weekend. It was a it was a very good weekend after that. Um, you know, but, uh, but and you I surprised her. her? Yep. I surprised her. Got it. We got it running. Um, and then of course everybody's standing around and she was sitting beside her mom. And, uh, honestly, um, it's just when I, just the look on her face, I'll never forget it, but it was, it was got her go by complete shock. She had no idea. It was awesome. I didn't. <laughs> and then the rest is, uh, rest is history our lives started moving moving really good um now back to uh landon so we got our first house together we're uh living there in liberty um we got uh so after that after i sunk the buggy um every seal every every part on that thing would not hold oil it was leaking from everywhere but it still ran <laughs> still ran um, so at that time we had some friends moving from, uh, one place to the next and they had this old, uh, old big bus, um, big motor home and they had just put a, uh, brand new long block 454 in it, pulled the, bought the motor home from them, brought it home. Um, me and Bubba ripped all the, 
all the stuff out of it, sold everything off of it that we could, scrapped it all completely, and all I had was down to the captain's chair, the steering wheel, and the the fuel tank in the back and the motor up front. The only thing out of the entire thing that I wanted was just the motor. It was a brand-new 454 that had less than 1,000 miles on it. And um, here Christina comes out of the house, and it's on a, I've got, uh, it was kind of a downward downhill driveway, gravel driveway. And I drilled a bunch of holes in the fuel tanks and popped the uh, popped the fuel pump out. And I'm draining gas into these five-gallon buckets because we uh, did a lot of clearing in the back of our little two-acre property. And we had a big brush pile, big burn pile, you know, stuck up. So I started pouring all the old gas in that burn pile. Well. Here she comes out with Landon on her hip and said, hey, uh, she seen me getting the plasma cutter out. She's like, I would not do that. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. The fuel tank's way the back there. You know, all I got to do is cut some brackets out of here, and then the motor's pretty much ready to come out. Just got to push it in the shop and get it out of there. She's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so she turns around and starts uh, going back to the house. Well, I uh, lit the arc on the plasma cutter, and sure enough, one arc jumped up, landed about halfway between here and the fuel tank. Well, I didn't know it, but there was a, uh, in the grass, there was a stream of fuel that was running towards the shop. So, of course, the spark hits the grass and just took off, went into the five-gallon bucket, up the stream, into the fuel tank, and just exploded. Just boom! Big old, big old mushroom cloud came out of that thing. <laughs> Um, it was, it was loud. It was, <laughs> it was exciting. Um, we immediately, no video. Somebody, yeah, it, of course, I wish we would have had cameras at the time. It would have been a great one. Um, especially her telling be like, I told you so, like not even five minutes before it happened. <laughs> um, if that's why they say women live longer than men. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that happened. And then, um, so yeah, then, then being that living out there in the rural community that we were at, realized how far, uh, how long the fire department took because somebody called them. Christina ran gunner across the street Landon. or Landon, I'm sorry, uh, ran Landon across the street and my neighbor come over and starts helping me put it out. Well, we're trying to use water and gas is just traveling on top of the water, running right towards the shop. So I start panicking we start everything we could to put it out. Well, then I seen a fire extinguisher right behind the seat that was still in the uh, the bus, what was left of it. And so luckily there was enough charge in that thing it put the fire out. Well, it had to be at least 25, 30 minutes, and an old buddy of mine came driving down the road, and he worked for the fire department, and he said, no, they haven't even dispatched nothing. So, <laughs> so living out there, I'm glad we were able to get it out, or it would have been... Uh, it would not have been very good at all. It would have been a bad deal. <laughs> um, so we get the uh, get all that put out, got the motor pulled out, got it put in the buggy. Um, and right after that, now that Lennon's here, um, right after that happened, once I got that project wrapped up, got the motor in the buggy, um, I also did a 203-205 uh, doubler right behind the uh, Turbo 350. So now it's a lot heavier. Uh, especially with Rockwells and everything else. Um, I built my own, or didn't build my own double. I put it together myself, so I'm still learning all the mechanics and you know how everything goes together. Um, so 
now that Landon's here, I was, man, I I want to build him a uh, build him a stroller. So I built this little uh, this little stroller you push and you can steer it from behind, turns the front wheels. Um, and first, I had little electric fans on it, little LED lights on the front and rear, so it looked like a little you know like a little vehicle, so to speak. And he had to have fans because you know how Oklahoma weather's hot. <laughs> yeah, we just experienced that, didn't we? And so, uh, in fact, it was June of 2013. Um, in fact, it was June of 2013 when we took Landon. Uh, of course, you know, he's only a few months old, but we had a birthday party to go to at the zoo. And like, well, we're taking a baby stroller. Have to. So, took the baby stroller and had some friends of ours wrap it for me. In fact, the ones that had the bus that I got from them, they the, had a graphics company. They wrapped it and called it the Extreme Daddy Stroller. Um, so we go to the zoo, we push them all around the expo, um, all around the zoo and whatnot, go in and out of every building except for they would not allow me to take it into the monkey exhibit. Um, and I asked the lady why not? And she's like, trust me, you don't want to go down that road. Um, I guess apparently they'll, uh, monkeys will freak out and they'll just start chunking, chunking crap at you. <laughs> That's one of the, what happened. I grew up fairly close to the zoo in San Francisco. And one of our favorite things when we'd go to the zoo was to sit there near the monkey exhibits and watch them fling stuff at, at the tourists. People would come <laughs> in and go, oh, look at the monkeys, and splat, you know. It's like, right, right, right on the side of the head. <laughs> yep. They were good shots, too. <laughs> I've got a lot of practice with everybody going in and out of them things. There you go. Day. Um, so yeah, we go, we go through that, we built the stroller, we took that thing everywhere that there was some outdoor event or whatever, um, that thing was definitely an attention getter. Um, so now I'm watching, Landon would sit on my lap for hours on the ends, we'd watch YouTube videos, rock crawling videos, rock bouncer videos, we'd watch hours on ends, because he's, he was always around. Riding in the buggy, um, and at such and a young age, he he paid such attention to the screen and the noises. You know, it, that's what shocked us. We didn't even think a baby that little would even pay attention. Was, like his his face when you turn on a turn on a video and a, a buggy was just getting after it. Like his face, I mean, he had drool <laughs> hanging out, just mouth poured. <laughs> So he drool hanging out. He was taking after you then. <laughs> I mean, he was fist pumping like he was just like so into it. Um, in fact, there's a video on my Facebook that uh, once we did the big block swap, he uh, was standing in the driver's seat, and I said, "All right, buddy, let's start the buggy." And he, we started it up, and his face was just like, oh, yeah. He pushed it and started but he, it. But, yeah, he's the one that pushed it and started it. But when he, when it lit, like, he was like, oh, yeah, just, <laughs> just excited. And uh, I want to bring up a point where you were talking about noises. So I had loud pipes. I had an F-150 truck. That was my first truck. And I had loud exhaust pipes. And so that's what Landon heard for nine months, too. Well, Landon was screaming one day, and we were about to leave, and so he started my truck to cool off, and Landon was quiet. He didn't cry again. And so I think the noises really did 
relaxing. Yeah. I mean, it was just that, that right. sound, that humble, just relaxing. Um, and so that was his happy place. Well, now that we got the stroller, we, uh, we got him one of these, um, little Ranger UTV power wheels from Atwoods. And as soon as we brought it home, we unboxed it. Um, now Landon's what, two, two years old or so. Um, so we unboxed it and immediately I didn't like the little plastic roll cage that was on it. So we, me and him took the unscrewed roll cage and right, he watched, you know, but, uh, unscrewed the roll cage. And then we, I built him a little aftermarket one that were, you know, not, he ain't going to roll that thing, but, you know, it's going to look cool when it's driving down a, you know, driving down a road or whatever. Right. Uh, so we built a little, little cage for it. And then, um, he was getting stuck in the grass all the time. So I come up with a little idea. I took a uh, bicycle tire, cut it in half and I wrapped it around the uh, plastic wheels in the back and just screwed it into the plastic wheels. And he never got stuck again. He can drive across the uh, gravel, grass, mud, didn't matter. Um, it was just it, was, it didn't span. It just grabbed and goes. Um, in fact, there was uh, one video. It's either on mine or hers, but he was in the uh, driving through a mud hole in the back of the property, and he was going forward and back, forward and back, forward and back. And then the little razor deal died on him, and he looked back and was like, "I, I stuck, I stuck." <laughs> and so, um. So at that point, I uh, we were still playing around, you know, of course, watching YouTube videos and stuff. Well, I seen this little video of a little boy um, in a little single seat. Um, I think it had sam- narrowed samurai axles or might have been just stock. I don't remember. But uh, it was like a little Jeep-looking thing. And I thought it was the coolest. I thought it was super cool. He's like, yes, I'm going to build a landed one. It's like, yeah, I've, I've got to build landed one. So I started sourcing parts, started gathering up all my parts. Well, then... Axles was a year and a half. He was a year and a half when you bought those. Yep. Well, then, um... So, at that time, um, we get around to 2017. Gunner just got born, or was born May 5th, and then Landon just turned four May 24th. Um, but we kind of went from... Landon started riding dirt bikes when he was three... Uh, he got his first race in February um, of 2017 when he was three years old. I had to lie on the entry form because it was said the beginner class is four to six. And so I had him on the line with all these other kids and was telling him, get the whole shot, <clears throat> get the whole shot and just have fun, you know. And sure enough, he, if you go on my Facebook page, there's a, a video of him just launching out of the gate. You'll You'll know him when you see him. There's a, a little exhaust stream right behind him, but he beat everybody out of there at least 20, 20 foot, 20, 30 foot maybe. But if my memory is correct, I'm pretty sure Landon was racing his big red Honda at Dandabob when he was before that three. Yeah, that's, was, was, but that's how we knew he had confidence yeah, to so he was that big track. Yep, so he was already racing before that on the little track at Jandabog. Yeah, you're right. And then we got him the KTM 50 for that Christmas. For that Christmas. That and then that, yep. Yep, so Landon was driving, riding dirt bikes, I guess, with no training wheels when he was uh, probably the end of summer when he was three. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, it had to be in the yeah. summer because it was hot when I brought that little PW home. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's he was driving dirt bikes before then. Um, he started and, on training wheels at two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I had him on training wheels on a little Honda 50 when he was two and a half, and he knew the throttle control and the uh, the kill switch. Because I'm pretty sure I was on my way home from work. And he called and said, Mom, I did it without training wheels, or something happened. I was like, you can't be doing that while I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to see it, too. I was like, you can't do anything when I'm not home. I want to see. <laughs> but uh, so we went through some. Um, so when Gunner got here in May 5th, at that time, dirt bike riding and everything kind of slowing down because uh, some medical uh, issues we were going through with Christina. She's had uh, three brain surgeries. Um, the first one coming in... Landon was 11 months old. Um, it was 2014, April of 2014. Um, I, so it was about three months before they found the tumor. I was a phlebotomist at St. Francis, and my arm would go numb. I was, the first time I was walking in the station, I still remember the floor and everything. And my arms just, I could not move it. It was the weirdest thing. And I called my lead and I'm like, hey, Jeremy, I can't. Somebody's going to have to come draw the patient. I can't draw. And he's like, Christina, stop playing. I'm like, I'm not playing. I can't move my arm. I'm right-handed. My right arm goes numb. I can't stick a patient, you know. And so it just went on um, randomly. But my armpit would sweat. Just my right arm not my left arm, and um, I had the nerve ending test in my arm done, and that neurologist said that everything's normal, you're going to have to live with it, and I was like, I'm a phlebotomist. I can't have my arm going numb, sticking these patients, and so I want to say that was March, and then that following next month is when we found the tumor, and so that tumor was pressing so hard, that's what was, my arm was going numb. It was on the left side of my head, so that side affects your right side. Your right of your brain affects your left side. And um, as you can tell, I get shaky talking about it because it's such, um, such an emotional. I would say I right. couldn't move my arm after surgery, so I was in the hospital for a month. Um, and it's still a baby. I couldn't go home with them. So that was a struggle. So I fought so hard, they wouldn't let me leave until I could move some motion in my hand. So Landon still diapers, bottles. Yep. So we're at uh, we're at Easter Sunday with their mom, and that's when it happened. In, I think it happened in front of her mom. Um, so that's when so, her mom scooped her up, and they went to the hospital, and that's when they uh, did the scan on her head and seen that. And it's like, hey, we got to have like we got to get it in there now. And so that's when that's when they did the first surgery. And my mom's dad died of an aneurysm, which I'm adopted, So, but her dad died of an aneurysm, so she was scared. Her sister died of an aneurysm and died being nine months pregnant, lost her and the baby. So she was taking, she was done. She was like, I'm taking you. I'm not waiting any longer. So, and then after that, it's just been. After that, she had, uh, she had another surgery done because after that first one, she uh, was having excruciating headaches. She couldn't. And I've never, I didn't have headaches before. I never had, the doctor thinks that tumor was in there since I was born. But getting pregnant with Landon, the hormones, they thought made it grow faster. It was a meningioma, atypical grade two. And so it's a hormone tumor, I believe. 
And so, um, um, yeah, I never had headaches before. And so they went back in the second time thinking that there was a tumor left over or something. And they said there was just dry blood. So nothing, got no answers there. And for, I mean, every year since that surgery, I mean, you know, since that surgery, I've had headaches. And so when I got pregnant with Gunner, um, they did a scan, CAT scan, I believe, and um, to make sure the tumor wasn't growing back with the hormones of being part of Gunner. And so that's where they found the Chiari, Chiari malformation, and that causes pressure headaches. So they figured that's what was causing my headaches. And so when we found that scan, that Chiari was also back when the tumor was there, so they didn't even catch it back for so many years. So it's just been, they did that surgery, and I'm just so much worse, and um, I have to fight for myself. I can't trust any doctors. I was going to a pain doctor, and when Oklahoma passed the medical marijuana, I've been two years laying off my pain pills, and so um, he tried doing injections in my scar, and he kind of like... I don't know what medicine he put, but he puts you out, but not completely to do it. And he said I was fighting him so hard that he had nurses in there, and I was screaming because of all the trauma, I'm guessing. And so, um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I jump all over the place. It's all right. But, but so that's what we were battling for quite some time, um, right. just in that whole, you know, timelines from where – Landon was a baby to Gunner being born now. We were in that stretch. We were going through a lot of health issues, yes. A lot of health issues with her. And so now, um now we're we're good. Um we're 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 good so to speak. She's got I just I think it's the I have a titanium plate in my head. And so they took my bone, they thought it was cancer, so I'm thinking my headaches are from the metal in my head. I, I've always have. And so, I mean, the other day, what, I was hurting all night, and I was throwing up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Why is my head like this, you know? Right. So, um, I feel I had notes in my phone. I, my memory is not good. And so, I feel like there's more things popping up, like signs to me, like, hey, you seriously... You know, it's just me. I guess I'm such a. I feel like signs hit me and like, hey, don't give up on yourself. This could be what it is. So she's thinking like the plate, and her body's rejecting the plate, which is still causing her headaches. Right. So that's where that's where we're at. Them, them. Together. Um. That's where we're that's what we're going through together. Um, we've been dealing with that for you know quite some time. Um. But it it hasn't stopped us. But, I mean, it hasn't stopped us from enjoying what we like to do as a family. Outside, you know, rock crawling, off-roading. It's just, I mean, sports. I mean, it's just watching the boys do what they love. It's just, you know, we, we're still fighting, doing what we can, you know, for them. Right. I mean, I was always told once you have kids, your life is over. You need to live it for, let your boys have theirs. 
so your kids have theirs. And so, um, I mean, I, I, you know, we still have to have fun as adults too. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I mean, but what I mean is our main focus is primarily on our boys, um, making sure they're having fun. Um, when they're having fun, it's just, that's all the, that's all we care about in the world. Seeing their faces light up when they're, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Um, so now, um, jump back to Gunner was born May 5th. Landon was the 24th. Landon just turned, uh, just turned four. Um, I've got a pile of parts in the shop, um, for the Sub-Zero build. Um, so I started, I started, uh, started building that with some help of some friends. Um, we started off with the Honda Big Red 250 motor to a Suzuki Samurai case to Toyota axles. Got it all set up. Got it uh, powder coated and finished. Um, my dad's uh, dad wanted to completely wire it, so once I got it all put back together, we sent it to his shop for a little while. He got it all wired up and brought it back to the house about two weeks before his, you know, his fourth Christmas. And uh, we're sitting there watching watching movies, um, from Santa Claus movies to, uh, you know, heck, we even watched Mortal Kombat in there. Um, that's, that's always a good Christmas movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> he liked, uh, he liked the fighting ninjas and stuff like that. And so, uh, he we, loved uh, Ninja he loved Ninja Turtles. I mean, he, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Um, and luckily the, the Mortal Kombat movie back then, you know, it wasn't near as, vulgar and i mean there was some you know bad language in there and stuff but landon's always had a i i trust landon more than i i trust anybody um he'll uh he'll flat out tell me i've he's never really lied to me he's never really uh never he's cussed one time one or two times that i know of um but like he's he knew, like, but he once he knew that, that once he knew the good and the bad i mean he's always been on the right side um i mean he's always he's always been that way um and i he's mean always, that's Atlanta's always been so smart he, i mean he was just even but so we started uh so I, the time my buggy's name was called the rock rhino um and so, Landon, you got to come up with your name for your buggy, buddy. You know, what's it going to be? And he said, well, I like the the guy with Santa Claus 3. It's got frost hair, so maybe frost. And then he's like, well, no, I like the ninja that shoots ice out of his hands. Who's that? And I said, that's Sub-Zero. Yeah, let's name it Sub-Zero. And so that's where uh, that's where Sub-Zero stuck. Um, he liked the, the, the ninja that had ice. And at the time, it was cold outside, so it all kind of seemed to fit. All right. <laughs> Um, all seemed to fit. So when he started, we got the buggy to the house, um, uh, got it unloaded, and I couldn't wait toward waiting, couldn't wait for Christmas. And so um, Christina had Gunner on her hip, and we stuck him in the passenger seat because we used car seats as the uh, as the seats for those. Um, I figured that if a car can survive, you know, kids can survive in a 65 mile an hour car crash. They would be just fine in a car seat in a, in a roll cage. Um, that was my thought on it. Um, there's seven points of attachments that hold that seat into the uh, roll cage. 
plus the factory harness, so you're not going anywhere. Um, that was that was my thought process on it. Right. Um. So Landon just started driving since he drove that uh, Ranger UTV power wheels until the wheels, I mean, were bent up. The caster camera was all crazy. It was, he wore that thing smooth out. Um, I couldn't keep batteries charged up enough. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't really that much of a transition. Yeah, it's a lot bigger, but, uh, I mean, same pretty much functions. But this time you actually have a brake instead of letting off the throttle. Um, but so anyways, he got to where he would follow us around quite a bit in the yard. He knew all, you know, left, right, you know, gas it, not gas it, kind of knew the gist of everything. So we took him to the, uh, the John Sumner's big meat run that following March. And, um, at that time he was still four years old and he climbed up the waterfall at night with a huge audience that lit up the whole, the whole valley right there. Um, he climbed it up, climbed up it and got out and threw his hands in the air. And it was, uh, it was a loud, loud, uh, loud cheer. And it was, I'll never forget it. It was, it was something to be there for, for sure. Play in the um, crowd at an early age. Yes. Yep. Um, and then I took him to a mud bog event a few months after that, where, when I signed him up for it, the guy looked at me like I was crazy because here this little little kid that just, he, he's five at the time now, just turned five, and he's wanting to run his little, you know, sub-zero through the rock, through the mud pits, and so they, they let him do it. So he started driving through the UTV pits, um, never got stuck, and so the guy's like, well, I'll tell you what, at the end of the show, if he wants to do the big one, he can. It wasn't, um, there wasn't water in it, it was just, sloppy sloppy nasty mud and uh he went hauling through it and got about three foot from the end and just ran out of power just ran out of power um and he's like dad i need i need more woo pow more woo pow i can make it <laughs> and more uh, woo-pow. that's awesome more woo pow so just after that that's when i uh did some wheeling and dealing and got this uh arctic cat 654 wheeler and I told the guy, I said, look, I don't need, I don't want the fuller. I just need the motor and the harness. And uh, that's fine. So I pulled everything out that I needed, and he wanted it back, so I gave it back to him. Um, and me and Dad stuck the 650 in the Sub-Zero, and that's what's still in there today. Um, so at that point, uh, Landon... With more power, he was able to follow us a lot better on the trails. He was wheeling right with us. Um, then we took him to a uh, an SRS event right there in Pine Mill, Missouri, Pineville, Missouri, called Rush Springs Off-Road Park. That's where we met, uh, like, Tim Cameron and um, Scott Goforth and Travis Skelton and just a whole bunch of whole bunch of nice guys that we're still friends with today, um, or, you know, Facebook friends with in uh such and um i mean that's when we met all them um and then everybody started uh talking about hey you need to get rid of them tires or scott goforth mentioned hey get rid of them tires and uh get on some axis rock villas he said it'll open up the uh his traction for sure and um so he got us hooked up with uh, maxis and um our first contact through with them was a lady named dean ruth um 
and she worked with them on the UTV side. And I don't, she's not with them anymore, but that was our first contact with Maxis. Um, <clears throat> just kind of, just kind of mention it. No, he wasn't, he wasn't sponsored at all. No, um, okay. he was just, yeah, we were just kind of, you know, Hey, here's this little kid that, you know, likes to wheel and that's where we're at. Well, um, once we got them tires put on there, it was just, he was able to crawl up the waterfall a heck of a lot easier. I mean, just, it's amazing what comp tires do, you know, or sticky tires do compared to just regular, you know, regular tires. Absolutely. Um, I, I and myself could not believe it. Um, so then we're at that SRS event and we're talking and they let, uh, they let Lennon run the crowd. They let him kind of do a little lap on one of their little, little courses, kind of just a little expedition kind of thing. And, uh, somebody in the stands said, you know, how's he do, you know, commands? And I said, no, he does great. Um, he listens, everything else. Well, that's when I mentioned, have you ever heard of We Rock? Cause we were talking about rock crawling and stuff. And, um, I said, no, I never, you know, I never have. So then that's when I looked it up and I was like, heck, this, you know, it could be worth a shot. So that's when I, uh, I believe I contacted you and it might've been January, February, it might've been a little earlier than that. Um, and you told me, hey, get the, get the window nets, get all the safety equipment that we need and, um, bring him down to Mexican, Texas and you'll put him in a class. And that's where, uh, that's where we met you and Shelly and, you know, the whole We Rock family, so to speak. And it's been a heck of a lot of, a lot of fun, a big, you know, a lot of learning experiences. Um, it's, it's, you've done really well. I know that that first phone call that we had, we talked about, you know, I, I, I said, you know, let's do this, but I, having coached, um, young kids and seeing parents around their sports. I always got really turned off with parents that yelled and screamed at their kids. And, um, I, I was like, you know, I can remember saying, if, if you get out of hand, I'm pulling you out because it's, yep. it's not good for the kids. And you've, you've done a really good job on course with Landon over the years um, with him and communicating with him and getting him to do what needs to be done without, without losing your temper without yelling and screaming it's it's really good to see that you're you've done well you've done well thank you very much that was always my uh i never i i see that happening i see it all the time i see it in in fact i see it in baseball all the time i uh you know i, I see i know exactly what you're talking about in fact back when i used to race motocross all the time i've seen it all the time there like i've it is every sport. You know, it does every sport. And yes. the only time I would get on to him, and it may get out of line, but the only time I will is when he is in the driver's seat and not paying attention. That is the only time that I'll uh, I'll get on to him. If, uh, if he's not focused on what he's supposed to be doing, because, um, you know, just as well as I do, there's crowds everywhere. There's people everywhere. There's a m- many list of things that can go wrong Right. that uh, that he needs to be fully aware of and 
So when we're in the driver's seat, it's all attention or we're not driving. Right. And and that's what one reason that I required the kill switches. Yep. Is so that uh if there was that distracted moments or or uh you know <laughs> sometimes I wish I had kill switches on on the adults. <laughs> 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 and, yeah. and and me with a big board and all the kill right, switches right. laid out on there so I could just all right, I'm done with that. <laughs> so um so yes, we uh we ran the ran the so we did um we did our first course and I remember um I remember you with I I can't remember if we were on top. I think our first one was on top of the hill where Landon was, I believe that was our first run we did, on top of the hill up on Mason, and Landon was laid over on its side, and I remember you standing right there. I was uh, I was so nervous because I wanted everything to go so smooth because we were having so much fun, um, and I knew one of the rules, I couldn't touch the car. So I don't know if you remember this or not, but Landon had it in drive. He had, had the buggy in drive. He was laid on its side. But he was also, he was so stuck, he was high-centered. And he was winching, steering, and driving all at the same time at five years old. Just, I don't know if you remember that or not, you were standing right over it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he, he drove it himself and drove, drove, drove right out. And that's when Eugene was speaking. And I think Eugene was so shocked whenever he was announcing. Yep, yep, Eugene yep. was up there. Yep. So... Um, but then right after that run, we went down towards the bottom of the hill, and uh, we ran that course right there, and we finished with a negative score, and that's when we met the Mexico team. Um, they were running the Sportsman C course, I believe, or their Sportsman C, I believe, and uh, Landon put up a better score than they did, and that was his second run ever. Um <laughs> And so Axel Axel Stammel come up. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, Axel came up and he said, "What are y'all doing next weekend?" And uh, I was like, "Well, you know, we'll be back at home." And he's like, "Well, I want you guys to come down, and I want y'all to be in the Unlimited Off Road Expo." And I said, "Okay, I don't, you know, don't know much about it. We're, you know, okay." He's like, "I don't care. Just, just all you got to do is just get here." And so uh, that's what we did. We that we ran your uh, We Rock event, and then the very next weekend we went down to uh, at the Texas Motor Speedway, and Landon drove the course all around the infield there, uh, the obstacle course they had set up. They had a big teeter-totter he had drive up on. Well, then, next thing I know, we have a whole line of kids. He and day. the second day we had a whole line of kids, and Landon, I asked Landon, I said, hey, you want to give them rides? And and they were all cool with it. So here this little kid is out there giving, I think the youngest kid we gave a ride to was like 18 months. Yeah. Eight, wow. Landon gave a, a five-year-old, <laughs> gave this little 18-month, you know, baby, so to speak, a ride through the obstacle course. He was already driving Gunner at like and, nine months old yeah. around, so. And, I mean, he's used to his little brother riding with him anyways. And um, I was just going through my photos. I think it was yesterday, looking at that speedway because we went to the monster truck yesterday. Um, 
he had the video and he said I would ask him if they wanted to go slow or fast and he that video remember he said he wobbled his head yeah yeah there's a <laughs> either one uh, Christina I think it's her page or my page but Landon was explain, explaining it I mean that way if, you know you want to go back and watch it or whatever that's why I'd, I'd say that right. but that uh, but there's a video and Landon um would ask the ask the kids when he'd get out on the course he said hey they have like a little rock garden set up and stuff and Landon would ask him, you want to go fast or you want to go slow? And the kid that wanted to go fast, he would pin it across the rocks and then stop on the other side. And he said they'd be like a bobblehead in there. They would bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he he did all that. Well, just in front of that, or just to the side, was the Maxis trailer. Um, so that's when, I, I want to say it was Robbie, Robbie Warren, um, with Maxis was taking pictures and sending it back to whoever, because um, just after that's when we got got hooked up with Maxis after that event. Excellent. Because uh, we were running the, you know, we were, our plans were to run the We Rock events. Um, in fact, we went to Pennsylvania with you guys that year. Went to Tennessee and then went to Farmington. And uh, you know, we've been we've been with you guys ever since 2019, the start of it right. for us. Um, and so, you know, we've just had one experience after the other. I mean, um, last year, you know, we got, uh, we got to go to Vegas and see you guys for the, uh, Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. Um, well, before that, though, you, we felt like Landon was ready to get, up, I don't know how you would put it, upgrade, like, his car. He's ready to move up, and so you made the new Buggy Federation. Well, yeah, that's so... And so his first event was going to last year. So Gunner, riding around with Landon all the time, um, you know, we competed in 19, we competed in 20, and then um, I feel like I've done, we've changed the car so much with, you know, rear disconnects and different brake setups and, you know, tried to change so much on Sub-Zero without, you know, completely tearing it all down and building a brand new one. And I didn't want to do that because I wanted to give that one to Gunner so he can learn. Um, and so that's when Dad mentioned, "Hey, let's use a uh, let's use a Harley motor for the new one." And so I got to talking to some transmission guys, and they're like, "We ran all the numbers on um, ratios and RPM ranges for torque converters and everything, so to speak." And they're like, "Yeah, it's it's doable." And so that's when uh, Thunderation started. Was in twenty twenty late of 2020 and I'd, I'd planned I'd tried to make it happen for a Mason Texas event in 21 but I just didn't have all the parts it wasn't done yet I was still waiting on a few things and so uh, Glencoe last year was when we got to unveil it um, you know got one of the things unveil. I'll say is thank you for putting exhaust on it <laughs> you're definitely welcome <laughs> yeah yeah, it was uh, it was it was overpowering, without a doubt. Yes, without a doubt, um, it was obnoxious. Is that that's the only way I can put that word? <laughs> it was it was so loud. Um, but um, it just I don't know. And my mom's opinion with it, um, Harley's. They're being worked on either on a motorcycle or the rock crawler. Either way, they're being worked on all the time. <laughs> Hardly ever running. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And so I like to give Harley people trouble. So we, Moya and I had a motorcycle. But it was a victory, but yeah. It just, I don't know. I'll, personally, I will never own a Harley motorcycle. <laughs> I, I won't. Um, right now, I, a motor. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's different. But well, it ain't different, but it is different. I will never buy a motorcycle Harley. Never. <laughs> um, just it, every time he runs that thing, it's just kind of got me on edge. Just kind of like, oh, please work, please work. But I'm, I'm firmly believe now that after all the trouble we've had from, you know, because it wasn't designed for this, obviously. But, right. uh, I mean, but, you know, the owners of the previous bike, you know, we don't know what they did to it. I mean, it was just a whole list of things. But now um, I believe we firmly got it lined out. I mean, it's, I, I believe we do. Um, and, and by fact, we, I mean, Dad. Dad's, Dad's always been my motor guy, um, always has been um, regarding motorcycles or four-wheelers or whatever. Um, so... Dad's got it lined out now, without a doubt. Um, in fact, I think it proved itself last weekend at, at the uh, We Rock event. We didn't. I didn't have to. I was so surprised. I didn't have to turn one wrench on it. Well, we other did. than Friday night, the uh, somebody noticed. Landon's like, "Hey, Dad, um, the throttle's sticking." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And we practiced all right here in the house that week, like that Tuesday and Wednesday. We practiced right here. Just on the flat grass, we because uh, we got it running again, and we did a couple changes. So we set up some courses just right here in the yard. So he needs to, you know, rear steer and just go over it basically. And um, so when that throttle cable frayed, I sent me into a big panic, and luckily we we're able to get it repaired, and we can line up for course one. Yep. And we were at Gunner's T-ball game while. You had to run back and get the Yeah, so, <laughs> so we unloaded that. We came up that <clears throat> came up that Friday. We drove up to drove up with my buddy Stetson up there to your trailer. Well, as soon as we got back to the uh, back to the race trailer, that's when Landon mentioned it to me. He's like, "I had my throttle sticking," and um, that's so. Of course, me being me, I'm thinking, "Okay, it's not a big deal. We can just go pick it up." And so we Gunner had a. Uh, t-ball game at that very same exact time so we shot over there for it and it was luckily right there in glencoe <laughs> well we're watching this t-ball game i'm like still panicking i'm like nope i've got to leave guys i've got to go home and get the trailer and get that thing back i gotta i gotta fix it so that's what uh that's what we were doing on friday night yes it ran ran great all weekend didn't have one hiccup out of it i didn't have to turn a wrench saturday or sunday we haven't just loaded um, it off the trailer and we're good so now it's it's solid i'm hoping <laughs> so, great. so let's let's talk about the hall of fame landon was uh was nominated as one of the finalists for an impact award which is uh typically about young and coming um, people that influence the the off-road motorsports and absolutely he's the youngest that's been nominated for one of those positions in rock sports but uh that was uh that was that was really good i think that's hopefully that's good for for the youth sports and uh hopefully we see you guys back involved with the hall of fame 
That would be. It was a it was a great first experience. It was. In fact, when I get when I got that text message from Barbara Rainey, um, I think it was Barbara that reached out to me first. In fact, I, I'm ninety nine percent sure it was. It was. Yes. So I was. Um, I thought it was a scam. She sent me a Facebook message on uh, on Messenger, <laughs> and um, Messenger text message either one, but I I thought it was a scam. Like I I just, I didn't know how to take it. Like I was so shocked so to speak um and so finally i called and talked to her on the phone and then it was like wow okay this is a flat out amazing um like it's just not not the rock crawling side of things but i mean it's land i mean it it is it's the rock crawling i mean it's without a doubt rock crawling stuff but it's what was so amazing to me is people take notice in the stuff that we do as a family so to speak like we um we were in um, i'm going to go off topic just for a second with that Absolutely. we were we were at a, a walmart one time and right around christmas of course we walk in and landon mentioned to me um seeing this tree with all the uh, names on it dad what's that right there and i said well son that's a uh, angel christmas tree well what what are, what are they doing with their names on it i said well you know you can People go up, pick a name, and go get that kid an item and, you know, give it back to Walmart, and that's how they get their gifts. Well, why do they do that? Well, they do that because, you know, sometimes it, they could be foster kids. They could be, you know, families that can't get their kids anything for Christmas. It could be a variable of things. And they said, well, well, I want to do that. Well, how can we help? And here this little, you know, I think he was six at the time. and Was he five or six? Because we've done it three years now. And he just turned nine, so he had to be five or six, five or six, five going on six or something. And so here's this little kid is asking to help, and um, well, all right, if you want to do something like that, and you know, we got a we got a pretty good following on Facebook and stuff. So I reached out to uh, Shelby Martin with Two Moms Campground and asked her to get us on the Disney list for um, for events, and if they had you know a room for an event. So that's when the uh, Sub-Zero toy drive in uh, December came about. Okay. Um, and each year has just and gotten each bigger. year has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, the first year, we didn't know what to expect, so we had a bunch of... Uh, and the first year, we did it to Landon School. We um, we had... we The school already did a tree, because since it was our first year to do it, um, so the school already had the tree, and the organization so we had people word of mouth and so we wrapped all the presents organized them all Wyatt Christian Landon all went and delivered the presents and Christian gave them a a family a free ham and so the second year we did all the toys that donated to the Disney children right there in Disney since that's where we held the event and the third year we third year we gave it back to Disney as well um, and so I think we might change it up again another. So this year, um, I've been talking. I talk. I mentioned it to Timmy early, um, right after, right about early this year, I believe. I mentioned it to Timmy about hosting it out here at the uh, Cedar Canyon Ranch, hosting a, the toy drive out there this year, and giving all the toys back to local towns and you know kids that need them. Um, so, so we're going to do it again this year. It's just we're changing the location. 
Atlanta get, got to see and experience. So, yes, by us um, going and dropping off the presents, Landon would uh, carry them up to the door and hand them to the kids or the adults, whoever entered the answered the door. Landon would say, here you guys go. This is from our toy drive. And so Landon got to experience exactly what he wanted to do by helping out. That's awesome. And and to do that at such a young age. That was that was his vision. That's what that's exactly what he wanted. When he looked at me and said, Dad, how can we help? Then let's do it. You know, that's that was his that was what he wanted to do. That was strictly on him. And I absolutely loved it. I was in foster care and so I was pretty proud of Landon for wanting to go down that route. Right. You know, wanting to help out. And so yeah, so that's I mean that's that's what Barbara explained to me on the phone. She's like, it's not just the um, rock crawling and stuff. It's just, just what what you guys are doing as a family that help other families, that help, you know, other kids. Um, and being so young, doing this kind of thing, it opens up, you know, other families to and I maybe get their kids involved as well. I just don't like to put a limit on my kids. They can, they know... Or, you know, I don't want to put that fear in them, and I just let them do what they, and so I feel like kids are able to do what they can, so I just, I I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this part. <laughs> no, I, I understand. It's uh, it's great, and that's that's one of the things that I love about the Hall of Fame is that truly anybody that, that's in the Hall of Fame is there not only for what they've done on the course, whether they've won a lot or, or in business that they've, you know, been a successful business person in off-road, um, you know, whether the media, whatever, but it's, it's what they've, what they've provided the off-road community as well. You know, you could be the, the winningest person, but if you don't give back to the community, um, in some way, it's really hard to get, to get past the, the voting, um, because it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily how great a person you are, but what you get, you know, it's giving back, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's a very important part of it. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I really, I really think that, uh, you guys come from a place that, uh, that is, you know, heart driven and it's, uh, it's a great story. It really is. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. I, I, I noticed that when we were swimming at the little reservoir there in Pawnee and, uh, you know, Gunner, Gunner of, of course is your, your evil Knievel daredevil, <laughs> Um, super Dave, whatever you want to call him all wrapped into one, you know, he's, uh, he's kind of like react first. Um, Landon's always, you know, he's more calculating from what I can tell. Um, you know, Gunner jumping off and then, you know, where's, where'd he go? You know, jumping off the pier and we're waiting for him to come back up and it's, you know, the water's fairly deep right there and he'd come up with, you know rocks or mud or something like that from the bottom. And it was like, he just swam down to the bottom, grabbed whatever he could and came back up. You know, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, what, where he is going and where, 
you know, the, the stories that you tell about him, him trail riding as well. Um, you know, the two kids, even though they are, they are so much alike because of the upbringing, they are so different. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> so you're definitely going to have your hands full as they as they grow older. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, in fact, I was going to let Gunner. Now, Landon started competing. You know, five going on six. Well, Gunner just turned five. You know, just turned five in May. So he's a year behind, but yet he's already that much further. Because he's rode with the brother the entire time. He's seen how things go. I mean, he's he knows how to do it. But he just don't quite have the lead in his butt yet to um, pull the pull the disconnect back, lock the brakes up, spin it around. He don't he don't have that right um, on course on to, on course setups. But yes, we do practice at the house, and I was. Gonna let him go, but uh, just not yet. Not Gunner is full throttle, and he's got to calm down a little bit. So Gunner, yeah, if he gets uh, he gets frustrated, he he's not scared to throw the hammer back on it. Um, and and him talking in the third person is is absolutely it. It just it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, so we got those uh, we got those headsets, and uh, we were at that Twin Mountains down there. We went with uh, two of our buddies. Uh, Roy, Scooter, and Brad, and uh, Scooter's showing around this place at Twin Mountains. Well, Christina's got a headset on. I've got one, and Landon and Gunner, they're both in their own buggies driving. Well, uh, Brad's leading the way. Roy's behind him. Well, Landon's behind Roy, and Gunner's behind Landon, and we're at the tail end. And we're just tootling along, and, you know, it's it's you can connect all four together, so we're in there riding, and Gunner, you need to go left. Ah! Silly gunner. I, yeah. Like, he's just silly gunner. Everything, he just talks to himself in third person all the time. Like, ah, silly gunner. <laughs> We're here, we are trail riding, and then he, you can hear him in there just singing and just doing his own thing. And uh, it was it was really, really exciting. Just, we love. That was our first time to have all of us headsets. It's usually just Wyatt and. It, yeah, too, the spot, you know, the... It's usually just me and Landon linked up, and then Gunner's trapped in the middle. Well, when we got the other set, then we could link them all together, and then it was just, it was that much, and that Mom much more was fun. crying, because then I just heard everything they were saying, and I'm just bawling, and... Mine <laughs> 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 off. I could just see, in the future, you know, Gunner at NASCAR gets out of the car, and the and the microphone gets hang, handed to him, you know, and... The reporter asks, well, tell us about your race. Well, you see, Gunner came in to turn one, <laughs> and then Gunner passed the field, <laughs> and oh, yeah. here I am, Gunner, talking to you. <laughs> yep. Yep, he does that a lot. <laughs> That's so cute. That's awesome. A lot. But, uh, but we have, what, Tennessee coming up in a few weeks. Um we were kicking the idea of actually letting letting Gunner run that one. Um, okay. Well, and um, <clears throat> we rented an Airbnb this time, a cabin. So mom and dad's going to be able to go, and hopefully his dad. And so we'll have everything. So mom won't be able to miss Gunner if he does run. So that was a big factor because prices are still so crazy right now. Oh yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah, just, and I'm doing all I can to doing all I can to for sure make the event. Um, I'm I'm just hoping everything goes smooth from here to July. I mean, <laughs> here to that event for sure. Well, excellent. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll see you guys in in New Mexico as well for the for nationals. And, yes, we will uh, for sure. Over the years, as the kids grow up, we'll uh, we'll expect to see them on the podiums, you know, as they move up in the classes and ranks, and and uh, you know, never worry about what other people are saying. Um, you know, Landon deserves to run in any of the classes that his buggy fits in. So it's, uh, I absolutely see no problem with that, you know, running in the, uh, sportsman a, if, uh, if guys don't like that, they're running against a buggy that's smaller than them, they can build a smaller buggy. That's very true. We're not that far shorter than anybody else. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, we're, in so, fact, I'm actually wanting to lengthen it up just a little bit, but, uh, just to kind of give him that more vertical, vertical grab. Right. So our first time in Texas, that first event, Rich, did they was Landon in his own class because they protested him, or no. was he? We designed the the kids' buggies to be okay. so the kids can, can could compete against themselves. It really looked like, you know, looking at the internet and the interest of other parents wanting to build stuff for their kids that that was going to take off and that was going to go in that direction where we could get kids started and, you know, competing at their own level. And that just never, you know, that never really came to fruition. Um, we had Jack's come out and, and race, um, on the West coast and then at nationals, but you know, they've moved on and are are doing other things now. And, uh, we really, we really hope that, there'll be more kids that will follow your guys's footsteps and, and bring that together. Because I really think that, you know, while Landon is got the, he's, he's got the right mentality to compete against the, the adults. I don't know if that's something that a lot of kids could do. Yeah. You know, um, Landon's kind of an old soul that way. And he, he, he understands it's like the whole thing with the, with the gift giving, you know, and, and, and the angel gifts. Um, so, you know, the, I, while Landon's able to do it, I don't think that there's a lot of kids out there that could do the same thing. And so I'd really like to have that, that stepping stone for the kids, you know, because before we always said it would be 12 years old and that's where I felt kids were you know, emotionally and physically ready to drive and where they could have the car control, they could, you know, strong enough to hold the helmets, um, not being, you know, fearful of, you know, what happens after a rollover, that kind of thing. And, you know, Landon's been through all that already and, and he's done very well. I mean, he's, he doesn't fear the rollovers. You know, he got right back up on the horse, you might say, and and went after it after being in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's uh, I allowed for him to move up and and run in the that Sportsman A because I felt he was ready to do that emotionally. 
and yeah. that you, Wyatt, as the dad and the spotter, um, were there as well. You know, right. so that's uh, that's not to dissuade people from bringing their kids out and competing in the kids' classes. I think that's a great place for them to start. And Absolutely. even if it means just running like an exhibition and, and running by themselves, I think that that's, that's a, it's almost like, uh, you know, not counting the goals or, you know, in, or runs in t-ball or, you know, in soccer, that kind of thing. And, you know, give the kids a chance to compete and get used to being in a competitive field before making them fear loss, you know, losing and, and getting upset because of it. So that's one of the things, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to see more people get involved with. And, uh, you know, you guys were, you guys were on the, the forefront of that and of making that history of being the, the youngest ones out there and the first out and doing, doing a great job at it. Thank you. And that's what just made me nervous as parents were just going to throw their kids in it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here we go. And that was what made me nervous is if the parents, I mean, not the parents, the kids actually was comfortable in their driving whatever their machine, what machine they had, and they were comfortable, you know? Right. So I just didn't want dad shoving kids in there and like, here you go, you know? So no, every time. Nobody really has. No, that's what Rich would control. Rich would be like, "Hey, no, we're not going to allow that to happen." Yeah, right. Every talking. every parent that has a, a young child out there competing, and you know, we have a couple of them, um, yeah. or that have come in and 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 competed, and there's still some this year that are competing that are, you know, in full size buggies that are built so that they can control everything. Those kids and the parents I talked to ahead of time to make sure that, you know, that they they understand how this is going to work because I'm not going – I don't want kids to, to be thrown to the wolves or, you know, proverbial thrown in the fire, you might say. You know, I want them to enjoy the sport. Um, you know, I, I want them to uh, to grow up and appreciate – the opportunity they had and not regret it. So, you know, that's, uh, that's something I'm, I'm really, you know, concerned about. So, yeah. You say in great words. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. So, so, uh, I, I take it the, the rock crawling, the family, um, you know, the, it's still going to continue. And, uh, we really appreciate you guys being out there and um, being such great examples. Thank you. Yes, um, that's my plan. As long as they're, uh, as long as they're having fun and wanting to wheel, and you know, I'm as long as they're having fun. That's my main goal. Um, in fact, uh, a lot of people can see it this last weekend. In fact, on our uh, Sub Zero Racing page, I posted a picture of <laughs> landing on C one. Um, in fact, I was backing through a course, and he had his lips um, like uh, kind of duck, duck-lipped, I guess, so to speak, like he was just thinking and he was in the zone. And I put a caption this picture on there. Someone someone took that picture, but it was just him so calm and relaxed and having so much fun. Um, Why haven't it, I seen a, a, a it, change in him last weekend? Of- last last <laughs> week I seen a uh, last week I seen a change in, in him. Um, 
it was almost just night and day different. We um, It was Tuesday before the, the rock crawling weekend. Um, we were out there practicing in the yard, and just the glow, just I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like somebody else overnight just, it was a whole different kid. I, I, it's so weird, but it was, he was able to just to no problem, just think clearly, um, grab his, uh, you know, transfer case shifter, throw it in the rear end of neutral, spin the front end around. Like he was, he was getting all that, but he was having so much fun. It was just like a switch went on. It just, he had that drive I seen in it. Yeah, he had that drive last weekend. That, that he wanted it, you know. Like, right. You know, it's hard to that he explain. was that he was there. He wanted it, and so right, when we can explain it. So were how'd you just? You how'd you feel? Were you ready to go or? Yeah, or, I was ready to go. You was ready to go. <laughs> Lay the smack down on the adults. <laughs> Rich said, "Way to smack down on the adults." <laughs> <laughs> We were trying too. Yep, you sure did, and you you pulled off a perfect course. Yep, we got our. Yep. You gave your f- perfect, final run. Yep, your perfect score went to. Uh, you told Grandpa about it too, didn't you? Uh huh. Zero cones, zero backups, and zero rear steer. Excellent, excellent. For all your gates. Yep, that was our. Uh, so our goal Saturday. I. Uh, what was your goal at the beginning of the? Um. Before your competition, what was your goal for you and Dan? And to finish all courses without timing out. And you did that too, huh? Yep. Great. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, Set those goals. Yep, that was our goal. And then uh, Sunday, with the point spread so close, we decided since we were uh, on gate uh, up first for the gates, we decided to use no rear steer. Um, no rear steer and finish all the courses, and we did just that, didn't we, Landon? Yeah, we rear steer on all the courses. Excellent, excellent. And I, that's what the drivers, I think, were saying that um, you pushed the drivers to do what they can, they didn't think they could do. They didn't think they could do the courses without rear steer, and they they were able to do it too. So you're pushing the drivers to the yeah, we heard um, we heard a lot of a lot of drivers, a lot of people saying that we were pushing them to do better because we were we were on top of it. Not do better, but or, to push them. Yeah, we're pushing them. So, yep, excellent. Well, that's okay. great. You know, that's that's the way this the sport should be, and and to be doing it at such a young age is is phenomenal. I want to say thank you so much for. Uh, for spending the time on a, a Sunday when you have so much to do around the house. <laughs> right. And now that baseball season's over and you don't have to go rock crawling for a couple of weeks, at least competitively. So, yep. you know, thank you for spending the time. Um, I'll let everybody know that uh, this was actually our second take because the first take I didn't hit the record button and we talked for – well, we talked for about an hour and 10 minutes until I realized that we had not recorded. So we had to start right. over. And uh, now we've done another hour and 44 minutes at this point. Um, wow. Of course, uh, you know, we'll uh, edit it down a little bit. But I want right, to say thank right. you so much for for spending the time and also for you guys coming into our family, our We Rock family, has meant so much to us. 
Well, Rich, it wouldn't. We wouldn't. Thank be you there for giving for, Landon the chance to come and start this journey. It's been such a blessing for us, and we love it. Yes, thank you very much for allowing allowing this to and we love come our, into our lives. lives. You know. Yep. What you saying, bring him down to Texas, and that's where it all started. Yep. So and, thank uh, you very much. For no it. worries. And then we'll, uh, we're looking forward to seeing Gunner on the courses as well. Yes. Yep. Gunner's, Gunner's coming. Gunner's going to do Tennessee because Tennessee's one of our favorites. It's a night show, and I think it'll be great for Gunner. Lots of thank kids you. out there. Yes. Yes, Landon. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All righty. You guys have a great day, and, uh, we'll, uh, We'll definitely see you in Tennessee. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Rich and Shelly, for everything again. And, uh, you know, look forward to the future. Okay. We'll be here. Excellent. Rock on. All right. right. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's another episode of Conversations with Big Rich. I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you could do us a favor and uh, leave us a review on any podcast service that you happen to be listening on, or send us an email or a text message or a Facebook message, And let me know uh, any ideas that you have, or if there's anybody that you have that you think would be a great guest, please forward the contact information to me so that we can uh, try to get them on. And always remember, live life to the fullest. Enjoying life is a must. Follow your dreams and live life with all the gusto you can. Thank you.